This is influencing the right way. Our goal is to raise the standard of the fitness industry. We're out here trying to make people's lives as healthy and as happy as we possibly can. And the only way we're gonna do that is if we take it as serious as a medical doctor does. What's going on, guys? You have got the Viking here. And as always with me, I have... Sarah freaking Sloan. This is Influencing the Right Way. And we're going to jump right into it today. We are talking about relieving customer tension. What does that mean? Well, I think we all really know what that awkward moment feels like. Mm-hmm. It's, it's alleviating that. Okay. Making sure we get that taken care of. But let's talk... Why is there... Let's set that. You're trying to sell something to a customer. There's obviously that weird like tension in the air. You both know that I'm trying to sell you something and you are trying to deflect me selling you something. <laughs> and there's like a weird side eye. Why is there tension when that's happening? Not Let's not solve it yet, but why is there tension? Why is there? Yeah. Um, well, because we've all experienced that before mm -hmm. and you're putting in the same situation. So you just like anticipate it happening again. Mm -hmm. So it's just from past experience. You know, the last time you went to, everyone makes fun of the car salesman, but it's because every time someone went to go get a car, someone pounced on them about buying a certain one. Yep. And so their experience or past experience is now dictating how they respond to future situations. Mm -hmm. I always, you know me, I love my dating analogies. So let's bring that in too. The, every time that all we're talking about is like expectations and anxiety, right? That's what we're like fundamentally getting down to. Everybody remembers that first time they were hanging out with the person they had a really big crush on and like you're both sitting there and like she's waiting for me to like make the move and kiss her, but she's not moving in. But like we both look at each other and then we kind of look away and it's like, we both know it's going to happen, but who's going to do the thing? And I don't want to do it because I don't want to get turned down. That we're just running through our heads, all of these different scenarios. And by running through in our heads and not taking action, you're making it awkward. Mm -hmm. the, the actual thought process that you're doing and going through is the thing that's making the tension. So, and that's from past experiences, exactly like you said, yeah. right? So we've had those like awkward run-ins before. So then we feel like it's coming again. Yeah. So then what do we do to make it not awkward when we're sitting and talking with this person? Because it wasn't awkward five minutes ago. You know, if you're a trainer, you were like putting them through this cool workout and, or like, you know, at our stores, we're, we're having a great conversation. We're talking about the, the gains we want to make. Then all of a sudden it comes to like buying the product and we're like, uh, do you money? <laughs> <laughs> what, how do we make that not feel like that? Uh, there's a few different things. Okay. One would just be obviously stating your intent, letting them know like why you are bringing it up. Um, whether that's to, hey, I just want to make sure that you mentioned that you're trying to lose weight. I want to make sure that you have someone who actually can help you do that. Um, I would love to be that person who does that with you. I'm not trying to sell you. I'm not going to be upset if you decide not to go with me. Um, but I do genuinely believe I can really help you get to where you want to be. So why would stating your intent first thing, that seems more awkward when I'm sitting and thinking about it, right? Like, why, why is that? How does that help? Well, so this would be calling out the elephant, another really big tactic. Mm -hmm. If there's this weird thing in the room, if me and you are both sitting in a room and there's this huge elephant over there, there's no way that neither of us see it because it's a huge elephant mm -hmm. in the room. Yeah. You know it's there. I know it's there. The only way to make it not weird is for one of us to call it out. Absolutely. And that really is, it's the anxiety, anticipation, the expectation, all of those things, right? And so 
when we're doing this thing and we call it calling out the elephant in the room, but, and also just stating your intention of why you're going to say these things. Mm -hmm. um, you're really, to me, I'm really, what I'm doing is I'm putting us on the same level. Right. It's like, Hey, I know you're feeling this. So am I, it's not that weird really. Yeah. Right. Um, and when you state your intent and you're very clear about it, and this is the most important part, you have to be honest in your intention. Stating your intent, if it's a lie is not helpful. Mm -hmm. Right. But if you're genuinely trying to help somebody out and you tell them like, Hey, this is why I'm talking about this then that fear in the back of their head goes away and they're able to just listen to the thing that you're saying. So if I just start pitching like, well, hey, this is a great product. And you know, like if you go on this program for the next six weeks, you're going to be able to get these kind of results. And you're saying all that. And then in their head, they're just like, oh my gosh, how do I get out of this situation? Not listening to a single thing that- Everything I just said was in Chinese to them. <laughs> they fucking could not remember any of it. But if you stay in exactly what you said, like, hey, uh, I know you're trying to lose weight. I have a great solution for it. I think my product is awesome. If you don't want to go with it, that's totally fine. But if you give me a minute, you know, let's look at it real quick and see if it can really fill that gap that you need. Mm -hmm. Now, all of a sudden, it's like, oh, he doesn't care if I say no. I'm not worried about it. I don't feel awkward. And let's just, yeah, actually let's look at the thing and see if it's the right fit. Yeah. Um, what are some other things that could alleviate customer tension? So um, I think that's step one, right? Mm -hmm. But sometimes you can't even get to that step because there's too much tension. Yeah. Um, th there's too much weirdness between us. And if I just jumped into like telling you, well, I'm not trying to sell you and then go into the sales pitch, it's like. Well, it didn't matter because it didn't fix anything. <laughs> exactly. So I like to always like identify what the t tension is, right? Like um, right now we're making calls to potential leads. Mm -hmm. um, that is probably the one of the salesiest things that you could do is get a random phone call, call. in the middle of the day. Absolutely. Um, and so talking to people on the phone, I have to gauge like, what is the tension and where is it coming from so I can best alleviate it? Mm -hmm. um, sometimes if it's a potential customer, like maybe it is calling it out. Maybe I just like need to become their friend to alleviate the tension and that weird thing between us so then mm. I can talk about it later on. Well, one of the things that I like to think of is also, you know, however the term is you want to use it, is like your energy that you're bringing into the conversation, right? So it's not going to help, like what you said, it's not going to help to call out the elephant if you're the one fucking making it weird, yeah. right? Like, uh, hi, my, my name is James. I'm here to talk to you today about this great thing that we have. Like you, the way you're talking, your cadence, your comfortability, your execution is so off that like you're the one making it awkward. So calling it out isn't going to fix anything. Uh -huh. So a lot of this is also acquiring the skill of tonality and being able to speak enthusiastically and passionately about things in different cadence and different rhythm for different people. Mm -hmm. That sounded like a lot that I just said there, but it is a lot. There, there's no other way around it. Some people you can tell like the way they answer a phone or the way they look at you in the eyes, whether it's in person or on the phone, whatever, that they're a little more quiet. They're a little more relaxed. And, you know, I need to come at them with that kind of like more chill. Hey, how's it going, man? My name, my name's James. Very nice to meet you. Mm -hmm. um, or somebody who's, you know, they've got a little more energy. I'm like, hey, what's going on? Yeah, I'm James. What was your name? You know, and yeah. I'm, I'm going to match that energy. So we're in the same place together. And I'm going to give you the same, the right tonality that lets you know that I'm enthusiastic about this thing that I'm doing. Mm -hmm. And this is a, we could draw this out into a much bigger aspect, but it's about how you say things rather than what you say. 
And that is going to dictate a lot of that tension that's going on between you and somebody else. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So we have calling it out. We have having the right tonality or kind of giving people the right amount of passion or enthusiasm. Mm -hmm. What else? What's something else that can really like bring down the tension with somebody? I, I, there's so many different reasons why there might be tension. And like, like I said before, you have to identify that first. Um, Cause the reason why there might be tension is you think about someone um, being upset that the program didn't work or the product didn't work. And now there's tension and they want to return something, whatever it might be. Well, now that I know that that's what it is, I can approach you in a way that's going to relieve that. Like, you know, I'm going to make sure you get taken care of. Yep. Um, maybe actually need to give some tough love and let them know, like, transfer the responsibility of, like, hey, this program only works if outside of the gym you're putting in the work, too. And maybe mm -hmm. they need to hear that to relieve the tension. Just depends you gotta on the, read the person. The person, And yeah. know what they need. A big one that I like to think about it, we were actually stating it in one of the other podcasts we did, but uh, is, like, coming from a place of curiosity Sometimes if I know that somebody is like, as they're tense about what's going on, I can just ask you like, hey, so what is it right now that's just kind of making you a little fidgety about this? It's no problem, but just let me know. What is it that, you know, we can, how we can make this a little better? Mm -hmm. um, or genuinely, you know, ask them like, well, what is it that you think isn't working for you? Um, as long as it's not accusatory, like, well, hey, what's wrong, right? That's, that's bad tonality. Mm -hmm. But as long as you're coming from a genuine place of curiosity and wanting to know like, hey, what's going on? How can I help with this? That's a great place to really let people be able to use their words and speak about what it is that's making them uncomfortable. Yeah, exactly. A lot of this takes sensory acuity, which is a whole other topic. But being able to look at like the nonverbal and verbal cues of someone to identify why that tension is there and then respond to them in the appropriate tone, pitch, the words you say need to like reassure them to feel like safe a cheesy word but when someone feels safe then that tension is gone and they're more likely to open up yeah i like to always think of this as like this is a funny analogy but it's like a battle at first right the most a lot of times customers they're looking at you as the enemy right you're the bad guy you're the one trying to get them to spend money mm -hmm. now i know in my heart what i'm trying to do is help you out but it doesn't matter if it's in my heart and in my head or whatever yeah if they don't feel that way, now I'm up to the challenge of getting them to understand that I'm here to help, not to sell. And so every move that I take, all the things that I'm doing, we're just in that first place where we haven't built the trust. And so I have to do a lot of things. Again, back to like relationship analogies, as always, is like, how do you build trust in a relationship? Well, I don't know. It takes time. It takes being honest. Mm -hmm. It takes being considerate, like asking them about like, what is it that makes them feel safe and doing it consistently over time. And then that trust is like built, you know what I mean? And sometimes halfway through a conversation with a customer, they may give you a little bit. They'll give you a little bit of trust. Like, okay, all right, you can, you can tell me about the thing, but that doesn't mean I'm buying it. Mm -hmm. And you can tell that they're going to give you just that inch. And then if you can present it in a way that is helpful, okay, I'll give you another little inch, yeah. right? And you're just getting that next little bit to be able to show them that this is more to you than just a sale. Mm -hmm. And in order to alleviate customer tension, you have to understand that you are the only person that can do that. So you have to take ownership of like, if someone is like coming at me head on head or they had a past experience and now it's, you know, reflecting on our experience right now, mm -hmm. you're the only person you selling the thing that's going to 
do anything about that. They're not going to magically just be like, oh, well, I'm not upset anymore. Or I don't think you're trying to sell me anymore. So if you don't decide to take action and actually like approach them a different way with a different tone or try to call it out to alleviate it a little bit more, nothing's ever going to change. And every time you experience that, you're going to be get frustrated. Yeah, you're going to be up against a wall and get more and more frustrated. Yeah. So the thing I just like to we'll end with is, even if you feel like you have trust, you can always keep breaking tension with people mm-hmm. and trying to make it as comfortable for them as possible. And it is a skill to acquire over time. All of the tools that we just gave will definitely work, mm-hmm. but they won't work the first time that you do it. You have to do it, and then you have to analyze. How did that go? Did that actually break tension when I did that? Or did I make it weirder? Mm-hmm. Talk to yourself in the mirror. See how your tonality looks. What are your what does your face look like? I like video messages. Record <laughs> yourself saying something and then play it back. It's like film. It's so amazing. <laughs> you have no idea how some I when I first started doing a lot of video messages, I realized I didn't do anything with my eyes. So I was excited, I was talking. But your eyes my <laughs> eyes didn't straight. move. So when you, oh man, and you give people that glimmer in your face, that excitement is like the tonality. You can tell people's passion for what they do by mm-hmm. that facial experience, that nonverbal cue. Mm-hmm. And all these things are just skills you got to acquire and over time and do more and more and more of. Yeah. All right. That's the podcast, boys and girls. If you felt this one gave you a little insight into being able to break some tension with the customer so you could actually communicate with them about your product or service, send this to somebody else who could also be helped by it. Thank you guys for listening and we will catch you next time. <laughs>